0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com upgrade.
1: Oh, welcome to Cutscene Saga, the podcast where we dissect and discuss the stories in video games we're kind of like a book club. Each month we choose a different game and then we gather some friends around and we talk about it. So I'm your host, Joe Diskett. I'm joined once again by... Dominic
2: Guilfoyle. Welcome
1: back, Dom. Thanks for coming back so many times. It's I great know, to have I you. I
2: just don't have much going on, you
1: know? Yeah, yeah. that's good. Well, I mean, off, after you've um, played through Red Dead storyline, I'm sure this is no, no great slog. Oh, uh,
2: yeah. This, <laughs> like... Yeah, this is a walk through the park. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Mm. So, in our last three weeks, we've been discussing the setting of Red Dead Redemption 2, the plot, and the characters. And so... This time, we're kind of branching out a little bit. And we're going to talk about the game as a game, as a, a computer simulation, as you know the the systems of the game, how the game works, how the controls work. As of recording, don't really have any DLC to talk about, but we do have the online component, which is uh, quite interesting, I think, and a very different experience from the main game. I suppose one of the big things in terms of players having an impact on this game is the honor system, Mm. which kind of harks back to those sort of like fable type, you know, good slider. It was present in Red Day Redemption one, but much less
2: impactful. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, it's not hugely impactful in this one either, uh, apart from a few key points, but yeah.
1: I mean, I noticed it kind of has a bit of a difference in like, attitude, how characters talk to you yeah. and
2: about you. And especially since, like, so much of the game's goal is creating a living, breathing world yeah. like none you've ever played in, that is a pretty sizable impact to have yeah. of the world treating you differently because of your actions. Yeah.
1: yeah. I did feel, though, that the way the game talks about the honour system, both in-game and in sort of the, the meta, it very much feels like you're encouraged to be honourable to make up for the shitty things that you have to do towards the end of the game, definitely you're given yeah. so many more opportunities
2: because the arc is supposed to be uh, about Arthur redeeming himself.
1: Yeah, which is not how that sort of system usually works in games. You know, normally it it is a free choice. It's you can be an asshole or you can be a cool guy, uh, a cool, guy. <laughs> or you can be a, like an upstanding citizen.
2: Yeah. Um, and also most games would give you the story beats where you make the big choice yeah yeah like doesn't happen there is no there was never a big choice in this entire game every now and again maybe it's just like you put you holster your gun instead of shooting someone and and Arthur says go on get out of here
1: yeah like like it's always the choice between killing someone or letting them go which is um for a game that tries to
2: have like more going on under the surface as far as interacting with your world it's disappointing how frequently the extent of your reaction, your interactions is do i shoot this or not
1: yeah and even when you're talking to NPCs, you're limited to either good guy voice or bad guy voice like either or, or aim gun or aim gun <laughs> yeah and which i have done on several occasions by accident yep um or tackling people <laughs> instead of getting on my horse because oh, it's I the know. same button i've been riding along and i tried to Move my horse to the side to get out of the way. Except, of course, that's the same button as jumping on the other person's horse and throwing them off of it. Yeah.
2: One time I went to the train station in Saint Denis to uh, pay off my bounty, paid off my bounty, walked back to my horse, pressed triangle, tackled a man, had a bounty, had to flee Saint Denis (laughs) and come back to pay off my new bounty. I was unimpressed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've had similar things. I've had. One of the ones that really annoys me is when I'm committing a crime, as you do. Oh, yeah, every day. And I have my face mask on. Oh, the face mask is such a weird system. But then they somebody recognises me as Arthur Morgan.
2: It's supposed to... I think it's supposed to be that it's more in-depth. Like, you're supposed to... You need to... Wear the mask and also take off the mask and change your clothes and get a haircut. I think for yeah. it to actually work, you're supposed to put in so much more effort than it's worth. Yeah. That I never tried.
1: Like, I recently decided to rob a train by myself. And oh. also in the game. Oh, that went so badly.
2: Yeah. Though, oh, I did that a couple of times. I did it wrong. I robbed a train by shooting everyone. Uh, oh, good. I didn't, I shot the guards. I didn't, but. There's like a specific thing you do to rob a train. Yeah. And instead what I did was ride my horse up along a train and jump aboard and start shooting the guards. And that's not robbing a train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all that
1: got me was 200 um, marshals coming after me. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I had. And now I have like, like a $200 bounty in, in New Hanover, which is yeah. really annoying. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, we were talking a, a bit a few weeks ago about how the game sort of changes control systems and that sort of thing from what you would expect in a game
2: it feels very weight it feels very weighty to the point of clumsy um because of the way that it's focused on precise and detailed animations yeah and i change the way you interact with the world
1: i felt often like my controller doesn't have enough buttons on it for what they wanted me to do you know like the times when you have to do combinations of buttons or like you were saying you tackle someone instead of getting on your horse because they're mapped to the same button yeah but it
2: didn't feel yeah and it didn't feel super intentional when things went wrong like I've played games where it has an intentionally clumsy or difficult yeah. control scheme, you know, like, like, a, like a, a horror game where your character sucks at fighting so it's right, the yeah, inputs yeah. aren't fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just like that sort of thing. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't feel the same.
1: I feel like one of the biggest issues is, I mean, Red Dead Redemption 1 came out, what, like eight years ago? 2010. Six? 2010. I 10, believe 2010. Eight yeah. years ago. And it's pretty much exactly the same control scheme we used yeah. eight years ago. Well, it's the same. Like, I don't know
2: if they've, uh, how like the engine may have changed been updated, but it feels the same as yeah. Grand Theft Auto 4 did.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, Red Dead Redemption, Dead, L.A. Noir, GTA 5 and Red Dead 2 are all using Rage engine.
2: And probably Max Payne 3, I suppose. But that one felt much better. Yeah. Um because and, it wasn't trying
1: to do as much. And like and like, like you you mentioned L.A. Noire, I have I I found a similar issue in L.A. Noire as I sometimes have in GTA and Red Dead, which is I find myself walking in circles to try and aim myself at an yeah. object properly. Yeah. Frequently. And like in Red Dead 2 i found myself often, for example, if I'm picking up ammo from the back of arthur's wagon i'll go into first person mode so i can specifically look at every exactly time. what i want to get
2: every time i shot an, like the odrystical camps or yeah. something to loot the place i'll go into first person yeah. because it doesn't know what you're trying to do
1: yeah and that is so frustrating and
2: especially since the first person mode isn't fun first person mode is is the same as third person but your perspective is on the front of arthur's face instead of behind exactly. him and it feels just the worst yeah It was the same in GTA 5's updated version. Yeah.
1: I want to play it in first-person mode. I want to do that. And it's just, I've found it better in Red Dead than in GTA. In GTA, I was like, driving a car in first-person mode is impossible. You can't see the
2: mirrors. Because it it doesn't feel like it's designed for that. It doesn't feel like like a Far Cry 2 like where you was, yeah. it was all first person and you were just sitting behind a wheel of a car and you could look around properly yeah. it doesn't feel like that
1: and Red Dead felt the same yeah it felt yeah. it was designed for third person and then someone was like oh but it would be really easy to just stick the camera on the front of Arthur's face yep. just put the camera on the model slightly yeah. change the way the controls yep. uh
2: impact the way his model is moving and yep. then not much more than that i suppose that they he would it would be a big thing if to change the way he controls for a different perspective thing, especially since um, they would want to have that be usable in Red Dead Online. And most of the time, mm. when you're controlling a character from the first person, they don't bother making him making the character realistically animate at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Like you n- normally like I think I think one of the classic images of that is I think it was um, Deus Ex Human Revolution where if you crouch, Adam Jensen's shins go inside him. <laughs> like right. the mod you're not supposed to see what yeah. he looks like from third person and they would need to do a lot and in order to make it work properly and still have the incredible animation mm. focus they have It just, it wouldn't really be a thing. And so
1: I found both in GTA 5 and in Red Dead, going in first person, the character's feet would go places I wasn't expecting. Or when you jump, it doesn't jump how you would normally expect a game to jump from first person. And both games have a thing that really pisses me off. Just a little cosmetic thing. For some reason, the character's head is always turned slightly to the left. If you stand still, your head turns slightly to the left. So, like, if you're playing GTA Five in first-person mode, you look in the mirror and Franklin is standing side-on and it just, do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. one of those things that well, those really things. ruins it. Yeah, sure. I understand why that would be. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, no, like, literally just to pick up ammo and then I switch back to third-person.
2: Yep, absolutely. I For w- pretty much the entire game, I kept the viewpoint as the most removed um of the yeah. of the different yeah. distances you can have.
1: Yeah I mean the the only other time I occasionally swapped to first person was when I wanted to look at someone's face while I was talking to them. Mm. Particularly on like a wagon ride or something. Um, um did you
2: use lock on or free aim? Because I switched to free aim straight away.
1: Um no yeah I use lock on. Mm. Yeah.
2: I feel like there were definitely parts where that would like some of the horse chase missions and stuff was just like, oh, they were absolutely expecting you to use lock-on for this. But yeah. the lock-on, I just, I've never been like a fan of that, no. Especially, but especially in like a realistic, attempting like game like this Mm. there's already a weird kind of remove between my inputs and arthur or john like i already feel like i'm steering a character rather than embodying them Yeah, yeah. and having like so many occasions where the game takes control away from you so Mm -hmm. it can do its detailed animation like midway through chases and like you're on foot chase and you go through a gap in a fence like suddenly you lose control for a bit so we can steer to the right to the right trigger point (laughs) and climb through and then keep going And uh, it's an audio podcast, but I am doing all of these actions and it's very silly. (laughs) Um, I'm
1: very immersed right now. Yeah,
2: it's such a detailed experience (laughs) I'm creating. Your
1: animations are fantastic. Thank
2: you. They're so fluid. Yeah, you lose control every now and again. And just so that the animations can be as detailed because they couldn't possibly have detailed animations like they do and have you be completely in control. Yeah. And particularly I noticed that sometimes on horses, like the horses would take control away from me. So we could do like a... Yeah, I'm swooping kind of in between these trees yeah, and then yeah. that got me killed because like yeah. Yeah, I'd lose
1: control and i try to fight it and then
2: I'd gain control and swerve yeah. into a tree. And I like, mean, thanks. Thank you.
1: I, I minded that less on the horse because obviously if you're actually riding a horse, the horse is going to yeah. make some decisions of its own when, based on where to stand.
2: Horses also don't run into walls. Well, no, they don't. <laughs> um, generally. They, they
1: tend not to leap off of cliffs either. One thing also, the the horse... Did you have the same horse the entire game or like? No, I, in the mission where you go with Hosea to hunt the bear and he takes, you you know, you get that old Shire horse and you have to sell it. I sold that horse because the game told me to sell the horse and then it made me buy a shitty $5 nag that I then had to ride and get made fun of. Yep. That really pissed me off. But no, so after that, I got a better horse. I kept... I kept her until until I was fairly into the Saint-Denis and then I bought the Arabian from Saint-Denis for a thousand bucks, and then he was my horse for the rest of the game.
2: I caught a wild Arabian early on. Oh, the, the wild pure white, the uh, white Arabian. one. Yeah. yeah, I found him or her up in the uh, up in the Grizzlies, yeah. and that was my horse. I never lost a horse, and the horse is a big part of the game.
1: Well, especially that moment at the end of the game yeah. where your horse gets shot. I was actually like, I, I knew "Oh they were my going god!" To do that, but I
2: was still, I'm uh, yeah. It's I was like was
1: like, that's Brutus, that's my horse, and yeah. now he's dead. They killed, and-
2: I can't believe they killed Clop-Clop. That was so <laughs> cruel of them. I always name my horses Clop-Clop, even in Dungeons & Dragons. It's always Clop-Clop.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm like Geralt calling all of his horses like, I was roach. about to say
1: it's like roach.
2: In a lot of ways, I'm like Geralt of Rivia. Uh,
1: <laughs> in- including your long silvery hair and scars. And my husky American accent. <laughs> Red election for redheads. What? Anyway, <laughs> what? what was that? Anyway.
2: Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like the
1: horse. Yeah, I um, see, see there's you calling it Clop Clop and I, I sat there for a good 10 minutes like what sort of cool mythology or history related name can I come nice. up with for my horse?
2: No, mine is I I once played a character in D&D who had a intelligence of six. So he named his character his horse Clop Clop and I was like, <laughs> I'm calling all of my horses Clop
1: Clop now. This is a good bit. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's cute. But no, yeah, that, that was a really nice touch and a really nice... Um, yeah, a yeah. way to you know because in video games horses are a vehicle. You in, know, they're in, a car. In Red Dead Redemption 1 they were very yeah. disposable. Yeah, and so yeah, the fact that I had I did keep that one horse for most of the game mm-hmm. and then lose it was was yeah. A bit I I I was more affected by Brutus dying than I was by Arthur, I think.
2: I liked that Arthur Arthur's like spends several moments and risks his own life, and also John's. Yeah, maybe yeah, not do that yeah, so he can be with <laughs> so his horse that died. So horse, it's like, yeah. that's that make. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure how much that makes sense because he yeah. is. But I also think that moment will be very goofy for people who have lost horses. It's yeah. just like, yeah, I found this horse. Uh, it's yeah. like, I just stole this horse from someone well, in Annarsburg two, da- two days I ago. I think
1: that scene changes depending on your really? horse relationship meter. Oh, okay. That would make sense. Yeah. That'd be the sort of thing they'd do. Um, yeah. Yes. Like if if, if, if if your meter's full, he does the whole risk his life to hug and yeah. say goodbye to his horse thing. But if yeah. if you're not close to it, I think he just yeah, leaves it. He just it. like Jack
2: Marston calls it a damn nag and yeah. kicks it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the horse is such a big part of the game. Yeah, um, because and,
1: uh, and which is good because if you were living in that part of America in 1899, your horse is your horse was so your important. Castle. Yeah.
2: yeah, it was, and like the mechanics around like most of your stuff, you don't you don't have hammer space, but your horse has like. Yeah. Yeah. It has all of your, most of your stuff
1: on it. You need to pick which things you take. Yeah. Particularly with the weapons, I really liked that because that's something that really, I mean, I know Arthur has a magic knapsack that can just, it's like Mary Poppins back. Yeah. He has
2: a little bit of hammer space. Yeah. yeah.
1: But um, the fact that he can't just pull out his rolling block rifle from his pants. Like John Marston could. Like like John Marston could, yeah. The fact that he can carry two long arms on his back plus his his holsters and that's it. And you have to choose what you need. And there's a, yeah, he gets more powerful as the game goes on because he gets
2: his second holster. He gets his offhand holster. Yeah. And the, it does really play into the, also the fact that he's like, he's the heavy. Yeah, Yeah. Like this is the guy, he's the one with the shotgun. Yeah. Like you know, Dutch has two pistols, yeah. and Micah has two pistols. Arthur Morgan is a big guy. He's yeah. got the guns. Yeah, and he's and, there to make sure shit doesn't go downhill. Yeah,
1: and I really like that the characters do reference that a bit. Um, I can't remember which mission it's in, but um, someone hands him a rifle and it's like, "Here, this is more your style." Yeah, like because that—that's—that's that's what Arthur yeah. uses is the is the long arms. He's a, yeah,
2: he's he's good at being the big guy with the big gun who is backing up the other characters yeah. that's that's who he yeah. kind of is for most of his most yeah. of his life
1: the guy they call when shit goes wrong
2: yeah and you know sometimes it was frustrating sometimes that my weapons would disappear when i got off the horse and it was just uh, like
1: yeah like or the game would make decisions for which weapons i want
2: the last mission i was a shotgun guy the entire game i yeah. loved the way the shotguns felt in this game and then the last mission i had a shot i had the repeater shotgun and uh the bolt action rifle and get like sadie adler gave me a I know it was the Carcano rifle or something mm. for the last, for the sniper section, yeah. place my shotgun.
1: Ugh, that, that does really annoy me. Yeah. So, Dom, have you played Red Dead Online very much? A little.
2: Yeah. Um, it's not, yeah.
1: I was, I, I wanted to power through the game by the time that yeah. it unlocked. Yeah.
2: Um. So, yeah, I, I did not get far into it. No, yeah, I
1: had exactly the same thing. I was, I decided to make a character and then... I just went back to single player to finish yeah. the story. I found the fact that my character doesn't talk completely, completely immersion breaking. Yeah, welcome to GTA Three, everyone. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, and it's like I can deal with it in you know, like if I'm playing Legend of Zelda, short, whatever. I feel um, like it was
2: like that in GTA Online. Yeah, you, I think it was because I didn't play much of that either because it also sucked. But yeah, uh,
1: and like um, I, I was like, okay, let's give it a go. I'll join a mission, and I did a mission where I had to like steal some horses from a stable. And I did matchmaking to get some other peeps to play with. Oh, boy, that was a big old mistake. I was like, cool, let's go hunting, peeps. And then these three other people hop on their horses and race as fast as they can and steal the horses and race out as fast as they can. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm just going to actually play the story. While y'all just yeah just was bugger it, off. It a,
2: was it a repeating mission or something? I was like maybe I, I don't I, like, know. yeah, like be like a daily. that They just done it a dozen times. Already. Yeah, it's, yeah one of those things. People make everything worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, very, exactly. very few online
1: experiences I've had were
2: positive in games.
1: Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. I am like, it was like, BioWare announced Anthem, and I was like, yes, Anthem is an online game. Oh. I mean, I'm already kind of off BioWare, but yeah, especially yeah. Since,
2: since Anthem looks like the Division with the, Divinity, with the Destiny skin. It just, yeah, looks well, like, yeah. it just
1: looks like the Division. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like as soon as something is online only, I'm so yeah, turned off by un- it. Yeah, the only
2: games where I've, like, multiplayer game where I've like, properly been into for a long time is uh, Rainbow Six Siege. i haven't played that one i really like it um just apart from anything else because it's uh it's one death rounds so you don't there's there's a like griefing has a bigger impact Mm. but like there's less people messing around and ruining things to a degree because there's higher stakes most of the time yeah whereas red dead online you respawn a little ways away after you get griefed and you can go and hunt them down too and it's like this feels aimless
1: yeah yeah, and like the character not talking, and what little of the plot I saw of online felt yeah. so contrived. So, like, oh, here, here's a bunch of people you need to go hunt because I asked you to. Yeah, because this is the premise for a video game. Yeah, and the
2: the best parts of the game, the main, of the main game uh the connections that you can create with different parts of its world and that's impossible. Exactly. It's in,
1: completely exactly. impossible in online. When when you've got sexy beast one, two, three running yeah. around griefing you, teabagging you. Like Yeah, yep. w-
2: you're just like, oh I'm doing this mission because like uh, uh, this this character's like kind of interesting. I like that. Oh, it's it's Weed Lord four twenty. How are you doing, yeah. man? You've got like an icon above your head. That's yeah.
1: yeah. This this game's entirely yeah. about creating an immersive world, but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I was keen for it because I'd heard it had um they'd played with the timelines a bit and you know, like you can see characters who wouldn't exist at the same time and Okay. And you know, like like apparently Bonnie McFarlane can give you some missions and that sort of thing. So so I was like, yeah, you know, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: they did a similar thing in GTA Online where it's prequel, so you can have the same characters from the main game uh, giving you missions.
1: But then I was just like, I just it's not worth it. I'm not a person in this world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Like Arthur felt like a person yeah. and then in online I felt like a player. Yeah. Despite the fact that they had still framed it as this story driven RPG. It's a bizarre mishmash yeah. of ideas. Yeah. Also the economy is bizarre. It's
2: just like hey, they want to add in like they want to make a lot of money from microtransactions and stuff, so they make even like, the act of playing the most basic functions of the game unsatisfying because yeah. you don't get enough
1: money to survive. Yeah. And so you have to spend your real world on, was it it's gold bars? Gold bars,
2: it? yeah, gold, gold bars. Yeah, thanks, Rockstar. We all knew they would do it. Yeah, um, I you know a long time before the game was established, what Red Dead Redemption Two, what it would actually be. A lot of mm. people were like it's going to be an always online game. They like yeah. they made so much money from GTA online that they will try to make the entire experience related to that. And thankfully they didn't. Yeah. Because for all of its faults and for all the things I didn't like about it, I don't regret playing Red Dead Redemption 2 in its current in is as it exists. Yeah.
1: And I mean I'm still playing it and I'm still enjoying it, you know, between bouts of Smash Ultimate. Oh yeah. Um I still feel like I I, I guess I haven't hit that wall yet where I like it's still worth exploring. I still feel like it's worth my time to keep looking around and finding new cool stuff.
2: I wonder if people are going to be talking about this game a few years from now, though. Yeah. I'm not sure that they will. I feel like it's. A, I feel like it might be a bit more of a flash in the pan than anyone realizes, mm. because the amount of detail in it is very impressive in first, and then it only serves to highlight the shortcomings. Mm. Um, and I think if there's a game that people are going to like, be comparing. The new games this year it'll be more yeah. it'll be god of war more yeah. than red dead redemption 2 well
1: and i mean god of war won the game of the year award i think it's over red game. dead red, god um, of war is a
2: step forward for uh action games like yeah. it's a it's a, cruel, it's a truly impressive game whereas red dead redemption 2 is in a lot of ways refi- a refinement of things that rockstar mm. has already been
1: doing for a decade yeah the thing is it's like as cool as red dead 2 is as as impressive as its technical achievements are, and the acting and the everything, it is what I expected. Mm. It it it's what like I played the game and I was like, yeah, cool. This is what I thought Red Dead Redemption Two would be like. Yeah, because I've played Red Dead Redemption One and I've played GTA Five, and you know I know what a Rockstar game looks like.
2: Yep, you know the direction that they've been taking their games for the last yeah. few years, and this like. This is their first Yeah, it is. It's their first one on the current hardware. Yeah, isn't it? It's it their first yeah. exclusive. Yeah, well, to yeah, because the yeah,
1: they they upgraded GTA five. Yeah, but they ported it a few years yeah. later. Yeah. So like
2: this is it is what I expected a, you know, quote next generation, the current generation has been around for four years, but yeah, like of the GTA formula to be and for a lot of people like i don't begrudge them at all for that being like absolutely the tits like yeah. there is a lot to like about this game
1: yeah. and and you know the rockstar knows what they do and they do it well yeah and people buy it because they know what they're getting yeah, like
2: the most people ever in the world bought this because yeah. they knew what red dead redemption 2 would be
1: yeah exactly there was no risk to the consumer but then there wasn't really many risks taken by the yeah, by the creator.
2: Yeah, I feel like I wish that this game had a surprise anywhere in it. Yeah. Like, it's all about, it, there's so much to discover, but there's so little that's surprising.
1: Yeah, that's why I mentioned that when we were talking, I think it was in episode one, um, I mentioned the Viking fort that I found. Yeah. That truly surprised me. I was shocked to find that, although mm. the experience was slightly marred by then I was attacked by bounty hunters. But no,
2: Those were Vikings, didn't you see the helmets?
1: Uh, <laughs> I wish they were Viking. Wouldn't that be fun? Um,
2: there are also there are secrets. There are ghosts. Apparently, there's a UFO.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's very rock star.
2: It's very rock star. Yeah, they, yeah they've done the same thing in GTA mm. V, Just like little Easter eggs that you can occasionally find. Yeah, there's. I, I yeah, there is so there's so much to discover, and there's so much that other people might never see. But none of it is something that I wasn't expecting to be. Yeah,
1: there. what would you like to see in? improvements to this game in dlc packs or in update i suppose
0: i mean i
2: don't want to see a dlc of seti because i'm a full of
1: setting yeah
2: i mean maybe a charles pack uh, yeah yeah
1: oh uh, like maybe in the style of Freedom final C- fantasy 15 where yeah, they oh, yeah. have they have the little yeah, yeah yeah final
2: fantasies uh chapter things where yeah. you see like the the gaps in the story yeah thing. yeah like like yeah. what
1: what was charles doing while arthur was off in guama or yeah i want to see i want to
2: see arthur morgan in smash uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that I I, I can I yeah. can get behind that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. There's so much. There's already so much in the game
1: that yeah. I don't know what I'd add. It's hard to say what would yeah be an improvement and not just more stuff.
2: Yeah, and as far as things that I'd change, it's like a thematic spaghetti code. You change one thing, and so much other changes yeah. that you didn't mean to change. Like yeah. it's a very constructed experience where like a lot of it depends on the rest. And I think mm. that to fix my problems would, it would require like a, a rewrite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and
1: well, and I suppose to that extent, any DLC, I, th- I think any DLC I would like to see would be completely standalone story. Like, yeah. like undead nightmare was like, like those final fantasy ones were, where they, it's, it's removed from the game. Yeah. I do think playing as a different character, Particularly with different mechanics. Would yeah. Benefit, you know, if, if we could have a Charles episode with some really good stealth mechanics or... Yeah, you or
2: know. A, a, a cooking mama with Pearson.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I would definitely be behind that. Yeah. I'm trying
2: to... Yeah, I, it's interesting now that I think about it. Though, there's, apart from strangers... That like the, you you have a lot of strange missions. You get to know a lot of people through yeah. those. The first game you left people like as the story progressed, you kind of left people by the wayside. Yeah, but they still exist in a way in your memory. Like mm. you know, Bonnie McFarlane's not relevant for for long. The the yeah. the sheriff in Armadillo isn't relevant for long, and but you know they don't die. They just yeah they're still there. Whereas this game has twenty something people in the in the group, so it's like you know there's enough people that that's not a big thing. But I think that something that like to cha- like change would be like. Having people that stay in places that you can go back that aren't necessarily stranger missions, you know, that mm. was just like you get to know people in a town and then they don't oh, die. That they, they yeah, don't yeah. die at the end. Like yeah. Valentine doesn't matter to the story after a certain point, yeah. and there's no one there to go back to. Yeah, yeah. It, it, even though it's like, is the same,
1: like the guy you get in the bar fight with. Who's just gone after that? I I think that
2: point. And Rhodes, like you kill all of the Greys and the Braithwaite, so there's no one left to know in that region.
1: So yeah, so there's just a whole new cast of people. Yeah. I just yeah, like like some consistency in Yeah, a bit of consistency
2: and just like spread the characters out. There's twenty something people in the gang, maybe they start breaking off earlier in the storyline. You can go visit oh, them. yeah, yeah. And maybe that's part of what creates a tension later in the story yeah. is that other people have already started to leave. Yeah, that, and, that and, could be something. And, like,
1: you can see Pearson setting up his own life in a yeah. shop or whatever, yeah. whoever maybe, it is. Yeah,
2: I think that that would be something that I would – it's not a small change, but, like, it's – I think it's a bigger thematic change than it would be mechanically, like, yeah, to sure. to implement. I think that'd be that would be something.
1: So do you have any other – things we've spoken about and not expanded on that you wanted to mention before we finish up. We forgot to mention Herr Strauss. Oh, we did in forget to mention Herr ca- Strauss back her in Strauss. the characters episode. Yeah,
2: so subtly a very important character. He sends you off to do debt collection thing and you can contract tuberculosis from the man that you beat up. How could you do this to us, Herr Strauss. Her Strauss? Can't uh,
1: even collect his own debts. Yeah, worst loan shark.
2: Austrian man who nobody knows how he came to be with this <laughs> group of transients. Like of all the characters, I think it's the strangest that he lives with them. Like yeah. Josiah and that at least stays. Yeah, Josiah goes back to the to Saint-Denis frequently. Um, he doesn't live with the group. Her yeah. Strauss wears a suit and sticks around, or a vest at least. And there are you can overhear conversations with him later in the game where he's talking about it's like I don't have anywhere else to go. I don't know like I I'm really scared because yeah. he's smart enough to know the gang's falling apart, but he doesn't know where else to go. Where did he come from that this is the only life he knows? Yeah. And then yeah. In the final chapter, depending on whether you've done the debt collection stuff,
1: you can... Which I did not do and I missed this cool thing.
2: Yeah, you get to kick Herr Strauss out of the gang for good and it's satisfying as hell and he's an old Austrian man blubbering and begging Dartha not to do this and why, what What have I done to deserve this.
1: Which and is Ar- like beautiful poetic justice for him exactly. making you like kick people out of house and home for a bit of money.
2: And Arthur dying of tuberculosis, coughing up a storm, just like... Gives them a bag, tells me to get the hell out, and half the gang say that's really awesome that you did that, and half the gang is just like, um, yeah, cool. Where's the money coming from now? <laughs> and I think that's a big thing that sums up the better parts of the game is that that's a small moment that you could miss that relies on characters and the relationships between them in a very yeah very real way.
1: And I think I think you've just hit on a really important thing. I, I found I enjoyed the small moments a lot more than yeah. I enjoyed the big moments
2: yeah like um the, the, like there's a couple of strangers that you can just genuinely become friends with, like uh, Hamish Sinclair who's an old water veteran and hunter
1: I really liked the um I can't remember his name, the wildlife photographer. Yeah,
2: Albert Mason, I Albert. think is him. And
1: I'm really enjoying he, hanging out.
2: Such a silly storyline. Yeah. I like it a lot. Or <laughs> Charles Chateaunay, the weird French the artist. The French artist, yeah. Just like, and like kisses Arthur and Arthur's just like silent for a moment. It's like, please do not do that again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, I like that a lot.
2: The characters are so good in this game. Yeah.
1: That is, it's just a shame they don't do anything.
2: It's just a shame, yeah. Worthy of their character, yeah. The the world, ha- the game has a detailed and impressive world and characters who are fantastic and feel real. And then there is a ravine between them where the flaws in the game lie.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank yeah. you for joining us for the last few weeks, Dom. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been fantastic having you, and I have really enjoyed talking to you about this game. Yeah. Thank you also to our producers, Zane c Weber from That's Not Canon Productions. If you want to speak to us, you can catch up with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at cutscenesaga Or if you want to speak to us at length, you can email us, cutscenesaga at gmail.com. We will see you again next week when I'll be gathering a new group of friends and we will be discussing Telltale's The Walking Dead Season 1. I've been your host, Joe Diskett. I'll see you then.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?